Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Watch, I'm going in the Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson. Larson, this is the wrestling podcast that is guaranteed to be as good or even better than Cultaholic, Wrestle Talk, Wrestling with Regret. Yeah, insert podcast name here. That's a lofty goal to have. I know. But it's one that Super Showdown has. I was just talking about this with Larson right before the cameras were rolling. Yeah, that really, that that was really, it's really on your mind. There's, it, well, okay, so I noticed that promo. I'm talking about this promo that's been running in the WWE for Super Showdown. Yeah, they're promising that it'll be as good as, if not better, than WrestleMania. And they use that exact language, and it's just so bizarre. And it's obviously something that... Either the Saudi government, the Saudi Sports Authority, the marketing arm of the Saudi Sports Authority, or somebody required the WWE to say, you know, we we yeah, yeah, we yeah, want yeah, we yeah, need yeah. you guys to tell people that this is going to be as good or, or better than, or it's just a general philosophy within WWE to elevate these Saudi Arabia shows to the same level as WrestleMania, and by doing that, they kind of have to. Barry WrestleMania. It sounds like legal language, though. It really does. It's like a promo written in legalese. It's so Kinda, weird. But it's like uh, uh, legal writing 101. Yeah, it's like the first, right. your first lesson in legal writing. It's like TV legal writing. It's like yeah. what Matlock would put in it's a contract. Weird. But here's the thing, then. If... I'm just putting this out there. If Super Showdown is a massive dud... Like it's it's critically just dumped on. Yeah, matches are garbage. Well, it lowers the expectation for WrestleMania. No, I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Because this year, this year's WrestleMania was pretty decent. Yeah, it was pretty good. And if they are advertising the show to being as good, if not better than WrestleMania, and it's falls short in every capacity, that's false advertising. Oh, yeah. But it's not fraud. It's false advertising. It's false advertising. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, welcome to going in a row. I just had yes. to get that off my chest. It was it's. It was like it just—it was amplified for me last night because I saw it for like the fifth time, and I just made—I was like, "What? What is he? What did he just say?" Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's guaranteed to be as good or better than, and it just—it—it it really comes off like a weird demand from 
you know, the people kicking in the money for this show, which is, of course, the Saudi, Saudi uh, Sports Authority. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. So, yeah, speaking of uh, the Saudi Sports Authority, speaking of Super Showdown. Yeah, let's talk about this because this, this is pretty interesting. It's okay. pretty huge, potentially. Yeah. If, I'm assuming that you're going to head this direction. If not, I was going to talk about Dolph Ziggler. What are you talking about? Kevin Owens, which leads to Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, uh, sure. Fightful, during or shortly after SmackDown last night, broke the story that uh, uh, the reason that Kevin Owens is seemingly bowed out quite literally on SmackDown of his feud with Kofi mm -hmm. is because he doesn't want to do super showdown. Yeah. Which I totally understand. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they need a replacement for Kevin Owens mm -hmm. um, uh, for super showdown. Mm -hmm. And I guess enter Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Who we haven't seen for months. Yeah. Um, it's not like he's been out with injury. He just, he hasn't been around. He just, he's in wrestled since Royal Rumble. The well, last time we saw him, Drew McIntyre wrote him off the show. No, last time we saw him was the Royal Rumble. Where he eliminated Dolph or uh, Drew McIntyre, I believe. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. We have not seen him since the Rumble. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he comes back, uh, lays out Kofi, uh, uses a chair. An extended sequence. This one. Yeah, on yeah. It was. It was, a, it was in as, as far as 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 beatdowns go. In terms of the viciousness, it was pretty good. It was just to write about a clumsy to make it feel a bit real. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, that's what they were going for. They yes. went for like, oh man, this is like he's yeah. really injured. Yeah. Even though some of the stuff before the chair stuff, it's just like, all right, Dolph, this is just obviously pro wrestling stuff. Once the chair came involved, it got vicious, and it was pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, but then afterwards, later on the night, uh, he's going to do an interview with Kayla. Was he in the Andre Battle Royal too? No. Well, I don't remember any of that. I think the last time we've seen it was Royal Rumble. Um. So he's he's up to do a Kayla uh, interview with Kayla, and he says, "Well, you deserve an honest answer, but I'm not gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to them." Because she asked, "Why'd you come and do this?" Mm -hmm. um, and so he walks out to the ramp and drops a promo that I have kind of mixed feelings about. Okay, uh, because like the content of it, I thought was good. However, he's all in on on bitter. And he kind of came off as a bit pitiful. He was all—he was almost crying. Yeah, he was almost crying. Yeah. Um, and the whole framing device is well, all everything that Kofi has done or did in the lead up to Mania, including the win at Mania, it should have been Dolph in that position. Um, and it, their their par their their careers kind of parallel sure. each other in ways. They've been yeah. in WWE forever. Um, Dolph is a two-time uh, world heavyweight champion. They're however. both spectacular athletes. And yeah. People by and large have always, well, up to a certain point, like around 2013, 2014. Felt were underutilized and underappreciated, yes. Yeah. Um, however, Dolph has has won the World Heavyweight Championship twice. He has been world champion before. And for him, for the most part, the blooms kind of come off the rose, I feel like. There was a point in 2012, 2013, maybe even 2014, where people were really into him. And apart from him being the sole survivor in that Survivor Series match two or three years ago, there's really not a whole lot. There was his re retirement match against the Miz. Sorry, that too. Yeah, that was good. We saw that live. And whether that's his doing or creatives, who knows? It doesn't seem like people are that invested in his story anymore. And so he comes out, and the crowd just kind of sits there. Yeah, that crowd died for that. I had thought today, if there's anybody else in WWE who's had roughly the same kind of career path as Kofi, and there's really not, but someone who's been around for a long time who's been underutilized. Again, I, Dolph is probably the closest, but if you want to, this is me just talking to him. I'm a, I'm a pretty huge fan of the guy. Cesaro? Him, or I was thinking, what if Johnny Curtis showed up? Out of nowhere. 
That'd be cool. And laid out Kofi. I would mark out hard for Exactly. That. I'm not sure the, the crowd wouldn't, but I would. And you yeah, would. The yeah. crowd wouldn't. I don't know. They'd probably have no different reaction than what, what happened when Dolph came out. Because but people really liked Fondango. They liked the fashion police stuff. And he comes out and beats the heck out of Kofi. If he, I'll put it this way. If he was obviously, like, at first glance, visually, I still don't think they would. But you'd you'd try to get that message across if he was obvious if he was in jeans and like a cool shirt. Oh, I was like, he's not gonna come out in the Fondango stuff. Like, and no. then like I don't know, he like shaved his head like Corey Graves did or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If he looked completely different, then you can maybe. But I mean, to think that Fondango is gonna come back from injury and challenge Kofi Kingston, there is like so. No, I love the idea. I, think it'd be I just think that the the crowd would just oh, yeah, die. No. But they were already dead last already night dead. for Dolph. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Johnny Curtis, so I think Same. he's great. Fun Same. I think it's awesome. been great. I think it's been fun. It's been something different. Give a quick shout-out here to uh, Chase ba uh, Bowder. We got a new uh, YouTube member. You can uh, yes, take a look you. at our bonus content. We put up five bonus episodes every single week. Uh, just click that Join button on YouTube, mm -hmm. or uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we also have it available in audio form, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. ad-free. You can import it into RSS feed. That you can do through the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve Larson, $5 a month. You get five bonus episodes. They, they're, they're delivered, both video and audio, um, straight to your podcast app. But anyways, I just, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I still have a soft spot in my heart for Dolph. I really liked him in 2012, 2013. I thought yeah, who didn't? Great. Everybody did. Um, they just, they've, you got it right. They, they told every story they could with him. And the other thing is he comes back and says, well, that should be me. That should be me. Where were you? Yeah. You're out doing stand-up. Yeah. If you really care that much, show up for your day job. He's like 13th on the list of guys who that should have been if you're going to go yeah. that direction. Number yeah. two is Mustafa Ali, or number one is Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Um, that would have required a heel turn for Mustafa, though. Uh, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like if I'm making my case, my counter case to Dolph. Actually, Dolph, if it should have been anybody else, it should have been Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, SmackDown. I thought it was. I thought it was. Besides that, I thought yeah, it was, it was decent. Show. Yeah, it was fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I just thought that like even and even when he gave his promo, I gave uh, our friendo uh, Alfred Kanawa from Forbes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I gave him some static uh, because he had said something like, uh, "Oh yeah, he, really he was really into. It. He was yeah, really into yeah. it, which is great." And I, th I thought I, I thought the 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 content of the promo was really good. The framing device was really well done. It just, it, it just I can't get through Dolph, man. I can't get through. It's just it's just the oh I'm upset and bitter because I'm not getting the opportunity I think I deserve. And contrast that with with Becky, who was like, "You took opportunity Ooh. from me." Chris Pena says it should have been Luke Harper. Oh man, you're totally that'd been great right too about that. But he can't do a Southern I accent. I exactly. Um, Becky's like, "You took opportunity from me, Charlotte." Instead of complaining about it, I'm going to take action. I'm going to beat the heck out of you. Well, that's that's been one of the problems with their writing of Dolph lately has been, you know, when we have seen him, I'm going to say lately. He's just whiny and bitter. Yeah, he's just whiny and bitter. It's not a good look. It's just, it's not, it's not, a, it's not entertaining and it's not, doesn't make for a good heel. Because like there was a point in time where, yeah, the crowd would have bought into him saying, hey, I, I've not been given the opportunities I think I deserve. And if they'd framed it as him okay, this is how I feel. I'm going to go out and do something about it. Well, the argument has to be, first and foremost, the argument has to be legitimate. Yeah. And it's not. Like you said, he hasn't been anywhere. So, like, what? Like people are just sort of scratching their heads like, wait a second, so you're supposed to do what? And like, you, you should have done this now? What? But you weren't on TV the entire but time. you weren't around. Where were you? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I thought it was kind of goofy, but... Too busy at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is cool. Go do your thing. Oh, totally. Uh, if he had a stand-up show here in, in town, would you, would you want to go? Yeah, I'd, I'd take. If yeah, he was a, was it, what's a place here called? Last Unlimited. A, we could do a double D. I'd be down for that. Or the, it's probably it? funny. Or it's probably the, hilarious. Or is the punchline? What's one here in town? 
I think the, 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 the comedy. Some comedy know. stores in L.A. Punchline. Is it Punchline? I don't know. We've been there. Yeah, sure. We went to see. Uh, Saw Paul Mooney there. Paul Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> comedy legend. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. That was great. The man who wrote that epic SNL skit with uh, Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. One of the most controversial mm-hmm. bits of comedy ever. And, of course, uh, from Chappelle Show. Oh, yeah. both. Oh, Laughs Unlimited is in uh, Old Sack, I believe. Punchline yeah. is the one that we went to. Uh, let's see yes, here. Yes, Punchline. That's Otherwise, I thought Paul SmackDown Mooney. was pretty decent. It was a regular episode of SmackDown. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, hold on. I'm going to check our... I, I put up a poll. I think most of them... I think it was like overwhelmingly yay. Y'all love your SmackDown, man. It's by and large the more enjoyable the two shows. It's funny because I do believe that... I don't know. Maybe our community is just sort of reflective of us because we're always big on the SmackDown train. But SmackDown is always... Like generally... I, I thought I actually thought that Raw was pretty darn good this week. Yeah, I thought it was But fun. Raw has booked themselves into such a perception hole yeah. of like, oh, it's a three-hour chore. It's the impact of WWE at this point. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, 45% of you liked uh, SmackDown. Five, only 5% said nay. Of course, we had Big E's return, too. That helped things. Oh, man. Somewhere in between was 18%. Don't plan to watch was only 20%, so that's cool. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how the ratings are on it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Raw's ratings were up a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the third hour was still down. Yeah, but it was down. It was like, what, 2.3? Something like that. That's These days, it's, it's pretty good for a third hour. 400,000. And you know what, the, man? The if low. they keep up, I thought that Raw from hour one to, to hour three... I thought it was a fairly compelling episode. I thought that yeah, the, the specter of Brock Lesnar, they sort of played with that a little bit on SmackDown also. Um, I thought there was some really good stuff. Let me bring up, I don't even have your notes available. Well, they're there. They're available to you. Uh, I don't Anyways, the show kicks off of where Shane backstage, he's on the phone talking to somebody and walks Elias and immediately he starts making excuses why he lost at Money in the Pink. Mm-hmm. He was focused on his performance. Got, got his eyes off the prize of defeating Roman Reigns. He thought Roman was already out of the equation thanks to taking a guitar shot to the back. Yeah. Uh, he was too in the performance, too moved by his own music that uh, uh, I guess he was distracted by the crowd because they weren't giving him the reception. He thought he deserved that being standing ovation uh, and well, like throwing roses at him and stuff like that. Yeah. Well. Um, that uh, he lost. But he said he wants to be in Shane's corner for his match against Roman at Super Show now. Uh, Shane says... It's, it's nah. It's cool. I don't need you there. However, I will be in your corner tonight uh, for your match against Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, in the arena, New Day music hits. Kofi Wo- or sorry, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods walk to the ramp, um, and they say, "Well, here's Big E. He's back." Yeah. And and someone walks out with like a curtain over them. They pull the curtain back, and it's not. NWO Big E. It's not Big E, yeah. <laughs> said, it looks like Big E was put in the dryer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Decidedly smaller Big E. Yeah. Little E. Yeah. <laughs> Little E. And so they send they send him backstage. Mm-hmm. And then they say, now here comes Big E. And he does his proper introduction. Oh! Providence, yeah. That's where they were. Uh, so he comes, he comes out. Massive ovation. Oh, yeah. Because he is the absolute best. He is a, an absolute treasure. And uh, they come they, down to the they, ring. Oh, they, sorry. Go ahead. Well, Xavier was getting on him. He was like, you know, you have to ease up on your Twitter activity. And he's like, but I understand. And he's like, yeah, Becky's mom. So hot. Oh, I want her. He's like, I want her. <laughs> and Xavier said, she's so hot. Yeah. And then Kofi had to calm them it's down. Like, well, he says, hey, they want me to be serious now. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to be serious. 
It was all great because Big E was pulling his his uh, his straps down from his, yeah. his ring gear, you know, showing off his massive. Pecs. Oh yeah. He and then when uh, Kevin Owens comes out, he goes over the, the they have presents and balloons and a sign and stuff. He goes over the presents, start eating the wrapping paper off it. <laughs> Gosh, I've missed him. I know he, he, is, be, he, he hasn't is, even gone that long, but six weeks. I know he is such a and it's it just I don't know, man. I I never want them to break up, but at the same time, I really want Big E. To like be world champion guy also. Mm-hmm. I want him to also be. I think that he could flourish as a singles guy. Oh, hell I really yeah, do. Hell yeah. I don't know how to get around that though. He's he's the absolute best. Um, and then uh, as I mentioned, Kevin Owens and then Sami Zayn come out to the ramp. Sami complains that he didn't get anything. He didn't get a party. All the pageantry mm-hmm. that Big E got when he returned. Mm-hmm. And so the New Day says, well, how about this? You're right, Sami. We didn't get you anything. So we'll get you the same thing. We got Kevin Owens at Money of the Bank. Nothing. Uh, this causes Kevin Owens this turnaround to walk off. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I liked it, but I, you kind of have to wonder, is there a more to that? Like, he, you know, he goes in there, hey, Vince, I don't want to do Super Showdown. It's like it grosses me out or something. And the other guys don't have to do it. I don't want to do it. Like at this point, I love it. Kevin, I love when guys... Because Kevin Owens, I think I think Vince really likes Kevin Owens, yeah. and evidently Vince, you know, anybody can go in there and say, "I don't want to do this," but they kind of can't, you know. It's like you have to have a certain level of stroke. Yeah, I think you kind of do to. that. But you with Kevin, do. Kevin Owens has he has, has a, the requisite level of stroke to say, "I'm not doing that." Well, show. yeah, he's got. This is what what an old uh, uh, boss of mine that I really liked said. He said, "You got to have." internal leverage with your company, meaning you have to be, you know, not expended. You have to be vital and you need outside leverage. You have another He's place to go to. tons yes. of outside leverage. Oh, yeah. Well, he like, just signed a new five-year deal too. And inside leverage. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he can do whatever he wants. Yep. And I love that he's made this decision. Yep. I just kind of wonder if, okay, well, you're not going to do Super Showdown, so you're just going to not be on TV for a little bit, so you're just going to turn around and go away. I don't know. It couldn't. Maybe it's not. I think it's totally within character for him to just give the mic to Sammy and turn around and walk away. I think it's great either way. Pretty much saying, I don't want to deal with this right now. It's just the brain kind of starts firing up when you see something like that. Yeah, yeah. You want to try to connect things, whether there's something there to connect or not. Anyways, uh, Sammy starts cutting a promo. I think he's holding both mics, too. Yeah, that was funny because he was holding both of them, which I thought was a great visual gag. And then he put one of them away, and I think they had cut one of them, and that was the one yeah, he was yeah, still yeah, holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he cuts a promo talking, you know, like he has of late about the crowd, being critical, uh, wrestlers, characters like the New Day, filling some void that the, the WWE Universe has. Uh-huh. Um, and then Xavier cuts him off playing the trombone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing that I like the most is the comedic uh, trombone. Yes. Yeah. That was good. That was good. And then Sammy talks a bit more, and then Kofi says, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through you later tonight and during our match." Mm-hmm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Next, we had Carmela backstage. Um, uh, Drake Maverick comes up to her and says, "Do you know where our truth is at?" The 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 heat is on for that twenty four seven title. Twenty four seven title. And then uh, he hands her a flyer. Of course, he's looking for our truth. She walks up to Apollo Cruz and asks him, "Have you seen truth anywhere?" And he's like, "No." Mm-hmm. So he's, she walks. He's like, but if you have, tell him looking for. Him. Yeah. But and if then, you see him, tell him. Yeah. For him. And then she walks a few paces forward, and there's someone there with a blonde wig on. Yeah. Uh, turns around. It's truth. Yes. Yeah. Not a very convincing disguise, and no. that's what she tells him. And, he, and then he says, can you help me? I need you to help me. Help me. Please help me. This is a really fun segment. It was. And so they, they you know, sprint off somewhere um, to be continued later in the episode. Yes. Next. Man, this is a great match. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is awesome. Mustafa Ali taking on Andrade. I don't mean to just fast forward to the end, but how about that execution style double knees to the back of his head? He's done that before, but not in, in <laughs> this. He just draped the dead body, Mustafa Ali, head resting against the turnbuckle. Like the yeah. turnbuckle was a pillow. Yeah. And just fired into him. Yeah, man. Holy. Between that crap. and when he just pretty much picked up and threw Mustafa Ali into the timekeeper area with seemingly no regard where he was landing. And so much of it had to do with. Number one, Andrade superhuman for going through what he went through Mm -hmm. and still keeping this violent streak to him. But then Mustafa Ali, who comes off as a bit more mortal, came. I mean, he he had a killer money in the bank where he got destroyed. So it was similar to Ricochet the night before in Raw. He comes into this just beat to hell and Andrade just rips him to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised given that Andrade has this match against Balor at Super Showdown that the finish went down the way it did, and I thought they might want to build up Andrade, especially considering he's taking on Demon Balor. But I guess you can say, for a lack of a better word, an opportunistic win with the roll-up. Yeah, I thought it I thought, yeah, it kept both guys strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some highlights here. Uh, Ali hits a reverse Rana. Nasty, too. Gets a two-count. Ali goes for a satellite DDT, and then Zelina Vega gets up on the apron to distract him. A um, little back and forth there. Ali jumps. Eats a, a, a vicious drop kick from Almas. Um, eventually, though, Ali does hit the the satellite DDT. Follows up with a suicide dive, and then a, and then a tope. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, shortly after that, Almas knocks Ali off the apron into the barricade. Uh, Andrade goes for the ten count count out win. Mm-hmm. Ali makes it in just in time. Um, and then uh, back ringside, Almas slams Ali into the ring post, and then just picks him up and just throws him. Yeah, over the barricade to the timekeeper area. You think that's it? Ollie's done. No, and he actually did a good job of like seven making it almost to the ring and then just falling mm-hmm. and really milking those last three seconds to beat the yeah. ten count. Um, you mentioned where almost hits double knees to Ollie's back and only gets a two count, and then almost is setting up for the hammerlock DDT, and then Ollie with again just the right amount of clumsiness involved, mm-hmm. like kind of powers him down for a roll up and gets yeah. the win. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I thought it, so. We still have. One is there one more episode before we get two weeks? Two weeks, two I episodes. Think. Okay, yeah, so it's the seventh, I think. All right, well, maybe next week he'll get it even more vicious with Ali, mm-hmm. and then Finn will make a save or something. something They'll like do that. like a yeah, yeah, a uh, DQ thing where he just beats him to hell. 
doesn't could care be. about the win. Nope. Could be. Next, uh, Carmella's backstage. She's doing a makeover on our truth uh, does his hair, puts on some sunglasses, and then he's, she says, oh, you're missing one thing, and hands him a bra. Mm-hmm. And he says, can you open it for me? I always had a hard time opening these. And so she goes, yeah. Know, he said, thank you. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, our truth really is the right person to hold this belt for the, at first. <laughs> he, he is, man, but I hope Carmella gets him on it. I know. I, that was really open by the end of the episode. This has got to be like three weeks. You think, I don't know, man. They got to milk it where oh. our truth feels beyond See, the safe. Pro- you know, but the problem with that is then the, the betrayal is more heartbreaking. I like them together. I want the betrayal to be less heartbreaking. I want. No, no, no. Just, I think they, they've 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 established it so our truth could be momentarily heartbroken. And be like, all right, fine. Yeah, you're probably. I mean, it's a stupid, goofy gimmick. Exactly. Belt, so who cares? Exactly. So then they go on out, uh, and the Mandy Rose has a match against Carmella, and our truth joins her ringside. Yeah, with the title. <laughs> He has, he like wearing, he's like first trying to like shadow her. Yeah, it's he like, starts doing the moonwalk with her. Are you trying to just be behind her so nobody notices Or are you, you trying to cause confusion that there's actually two Carmelas? <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's what it kind of seemed the case was. And you're was. wearing the title, clearly. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. But this, honestly, this match, I know, look, I yes, I would have loved to have seen a finish to this match because, oh, well, they we had, I mean, we had a, another terrific women's uh, yeah, division yeah, yeah. thing going yeah. on. It would have it would have been so typical if this was the only women's division thing that happened. Um, because, I was surprised, though, that Carmella came out, and it was basically a squash match. She was super kicking Mandy Rose left and right. It was awesome. Yeah, like she, early on, she lays out Mandy with a super kick, and Sonya gets, tries to come in and distract. And then Carmella brings her in the ring, ground and pound, <laughs> tosses her out of the ring, yeah. and then Mandy goes up behind her with like a lazy roll up. Yeah. Carmella kicks out, super, super kick, kick again. Yeah. And that's when like the loser locker room comes out. Man, I hope they keep on letting Carmella do as many super. It's starting to get to be a really good super kick. Mm-hmm. Like she's landing this stuff right mm-hmm. on the chin. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So the loser locker room comes out with the ref, um, and then they start chasing our truth. Uh, he and Carmella flee. And then I think Carmella hops on his back. So he's giving her a piggyback ride through the crowd into the into the, the inner inner part of the arena. I got to get Carmella back in our intro, man. I forgot that I left her out. Oh, yeah. She's I great. I got to get her back in. She is great. And I realized that I, the, the cool thing is beyond that, which I need to do, I don't really have to change anything about our intros. You know why? Wild card. Exactly. <laughs> and so the loser locker room's given chase out of the inside the arena into, I guess you'd say, the bowels of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Carmella getting on R-Truth's back. That was great. <laughs> I was I was dying laughing watching that because it was so stupid. It didn't make any sense, but it was awesome. And he's pretty damn fast. He is fast. He is fast. I mean, you know, she probably weighs like, what, a buck 20, something like that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He is fast. I was cracking up. That was a hilarious Yeah, segment. it was great. I loved it. It was great. Uh, next, we had a Bailey interview. Um, where she said, she, you know, she's essentially left the hugging behind. Yeah, she's there to be a champ. Yeah, but this the the car dealership guys are going to stick around. I think she still has those, right? The what? The car dealership guys? Oh, the wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men. Car dealership guys. Yes, car. Or maybe guys. mattress center. Pretty much any retail shop that's trying to draw attention to themselves. Yeah, but you have to be like a big, like a no, high. You no, you don't. You can't have a banana stand. You're not going to afford that with a banana stand, I'm dude. I'm not saying a banana stand, but you don't necessarily need a, a, a chain store or a major retailer to have them. I've seen some some mom-pop shops. Have, no, you have not. I have, too. Like what? Name one. Like the gym I go to. 
what is that place called? Fitness something or another? Yes. 19? Yeah. That place had it, really? They have. They, they do have one, yes. Was that on your top 10 list of reasons to go there for your it gym? It might have been number one. <laughs> it draws your attention. You're driving down the road and you see this thing on the ceiling of the gym I haven't doing seen this. that one. Is it jacked? What do you mean is it jacked? Well, it's at a gym. You'd think, I want the one that I looks like think, he's I on roids. I don't, I don't think they make swole, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men. Have we just stumbled upon a new business venture? I mean, you can make one that's thicker. <laughs> But it's not going to have defined muscle because that might interfere with the you wacky, wavy, You do the giant Gonzalez thing. You just spray paint it on. Like one that looks like a wacky, hey wavy man, guy from Gold's Gym. Are you kidding me? Well, Gold's Gym is a large national chain. They can afford those extravagant, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men. This is just a single uh, location. They can just they sp- I'm impressed. on. I'm impressed that they... Sp- no, because when you don't have the air in it, it's just... It's limp. Yeah, but you can see where its head is, where its face is, and then you can just go down a couple inches and draw some pecs. But here's the thing. if you When it's limp and you do it and you mess up and it's inflated, it's going to look like garbage. You know what your biggest problem is? You need to think about can-do, not can't-do. That's your biggest problem. No, I think sometimes you need a, you need a healthy dose of can't-do. <laughs> sometimes you're Lars-off, not Lars-on. That's fine. I'm fine being Lars-off because <laughs> I think sometimes it's necessary. There's a reason that I throw cold water on things, and that's because it usually requires or demands that cold water be thrown on. It's because you're a bummer. What happened next? Sometimes you need bummer in your life. Anyways, more truth in Carmelo. They're running backstage. Uh, they briefly go in the women's locker room. You hear shrieking. They run back out, and Luther locker room gives chase again. Yeah. It was great. I love that stuff, man. Um, then we get a quick shot of Elias. He's just hanging around uh, backstage, waiting for Roman to show up, uh, just kind of riffing on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just killing some time. I've been there before. Yeah. No, it's good. See, that's good. Trey Saunders here in chat. Jack Daddy, wacky, waving, inflatable arm tube, man. I think I'm onto something, dude. You either need to get on that well, here's train the thing, or to make get it, off. To make it super effective, here's another thing to consider. Okay. Uh, the elements. You just go and draw or paint it on, depending on what you use. Mm-hmm. That stuff can just bleed right off. Yeah, you need a design at the, at the factory to look jacked. I don't know if they can do that. Well, that's... And still keep the... Stuff. I don't really see a lot of strong men doing this stuff anyways. You know, usually they're very stiff and they're like, oh, like that. Again, the mechanics of the wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men, I don't think can, can let them stand like this and then suddenly. I think you can. I think you just put like some sticks here, like a stick here, and I'll go like this. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to do that one pose the whole time. You want to show off the full physique. This, yeah, this is good This, enough. this. It's every, people are just going to see it once during their day for like five seconds. This is awesome. If I'm going to do any pose, I'm going to do this one. Okay, That's the most well, iconic. Yeah, well, the two sticks that are bent like this. But you just want a thing to do this? Yes! And How go- cool would that be? No. I had hella go to that gym. All right, fine. Invent that, and then you can s- sell it to a gym, and then you can go there. I'm trying to invite you in on this I don't, awesome opportunity. I don't want to be involved in this. I'm ha- perfectly happy with my gym. Okay. Perfectly before, happy with it. It's before, a great gym. Uh, next, Sami Zayn. Taking on Kofi Kingston. Yes. Uh, this is a very different Sami Zayn than we saw in Raw, uh, where he's basically petrified with fear um, facing Braun Strowman. Uh, he came out to, the, to this match seemingly very confident, mm-hmm. very casual. Yeah. There was probably a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, before the match starts, we go backstage, and Big E has been laid out. Someone has uh, done something to his knee. He mm-hmm. says Kevin Owens. Yeah. And who am I to uh, not believe Biggie. Yeah. No, definitely um, a trustworthy source of that. Exactly. Xavier yes. Woods is tending to him. Um, Kofi goes up to check. Xavier says, go handle your business. Uh, we'll take care of this. Uh, commentary later on would say that uh, Biggie, along with Xavier, were taken to a medical facility for uh, evaluation. 
I love this man. <clears throat> different ways, different creative ways that make sense to to keep Kofi kind of isolated. Like I think they're doing such a good job. I think with yeah. the whole Kofi thing, yeah, not having him rely on the new day, him being the more focal point now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and really establishing him, him as champion. Yes. Right, exactly. It'd be so easy for him to get sort of lost within the new day, and people start thinking of it as like a Freebird type situation. Yeah, and, and they're doing a really good job. They are keeping like. Building him the way they really should be building him. Yeah, they really are. It's great. It is great. Um, match happened. It's a good match. Uh, Finish saw Kofi go for Trouble in Paradise. Sammy got out of the way. Set him up for a blue thunder bomb. Kofi countered and then hits Trouble in Paradise for the win. Um, pretty much as soon as the bell rings, Paul Heyman comes down to the ramp with briefcase. He's like, uh, yeah, he's he's so like cartoonishly villainous. Yeah. I know he's like tapping and, the briefcase. And we're all thinking, fool, Brock Lesnar is not showing up on SmackDown before that he's Fox not deal. Working two nights in a row. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of here. Get out of here with that. So he's there tapping the briefcase, being cartoonishly villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear a, a, a upswell from the crowd. Dolph Ziggler attacks Kofi from behind. Um, kind of twists him up in the in the corner. Um, puts his uh, fingers in his eyes um, down to the announce table area. He puts a chair around Kofi's head and just rams him into the announce table. Yeah. Um, then uh, that always looks. How do they fake that? It always looks terrible. It always, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they're professionals. Yeah, they know what they're, they're doing. doing. But still, yeah, it's, it's, it's it always freaky. looks really bad. Yeah. So Dolph is separated from Kofi, but he hasn't had enough. So he goes back down there, puts the chair around Kofi's head again. This is one that really freaks me out. And then stomps on the legs. Yeah. So like close the chair. Yeah. Like how do you avoid not hurting somebody in that instance? Mm. I don't know. Anyways, mm. stretcher's brought down. Kofi's put on it. Um, they start wheeling him up the ramp uh, towards the top. Uh, he kind of forces his way off. He wants to walk backstage under his own power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I think they've been doing a really good job with Kofi. Totally. Agree completely. Uh, next, we have... Roman Reigns getting to the arena. Yeah, and Elias is standing atop a production's trailer, and he's serenading him. I thought this was creative. I like this. You know, I thought it was good. I think they're doing they're doing a really weird thing, but it's kind of effective. Like, I'm coming around to it. You got Shane, the sort of... Like seemingly coked out, like yeah. power hungry heel 80, guy, eighty movies villain, right? Yeah, what is the actor's name that you always like? Robert to, Davi. There you go. And then you got Elias, who obviously isn't much of a threat, but he's just enough of a threat. Yeah, and he's you know he's doing this kind of stuff. And then now we've got Drew. Um, it it kind of works because, like I said before, you need you need a lot for Roman. You need yeah. either a lot of beef. Or a lot of people. I don't he know what. He needs to. He needs to overcome odds. It's difficult to get to stack the odds against Roman because he's Roman. Because he kicks out of everything too. Yeah. Anyway, song ends. Roman just walks in. Would you rock that uh, hoodie that Roman was wearing? The Roman hoodie. No. Just because it's a Roman hoodie, because the design was no good. No, I'd wear I'd wear a decently designed Roman okay. thing. Okay. I thought that the best thing that they ever did for Roman was the one that you hate, <clears throat> the Undertaker Roman thing. Oh yeah, I didn't like that. I mean, yeah. it was a fine illustration. I just didn't want it on a shirt. See that to me, I don't understand the delineation there, because, because it's like, any awesome illustration. Oh, you're just talking about the comfortability aspect. That's part of it. Yeah. What if it was done in the uh, the acid uh, removal? Well, it might have been more comfortable then. Yeah. But still, I don't know. It's it's it's. It, it, it's more just because I, I appreciate the quality of an illustration doesn't mean I want emblazoned on a shirt. More often than not, I can't think of an illustration that I saw. I was like, oh, that wouldn't look good on a shirt. 
good illustrations, in my opinion. This is me. I think I always look good on shirts. Like, what is that that iconic Spider-Man cover that Todd McFarlane did? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure. They like, sell that at Target, I think. Yeah, I, almost, no. I got. I have one of those. Yeah, I like that a lot. Fit weird. I just still wouldn't want it on a shirt. It's just too much for me. Oh man, no! I bought that on a shirt. Well, good. I mean, that's fine. That's just yeah. that's just how I am. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of silk screening on that shirt. It was way heavy. That I it understand. wasn't comfortable. That I totally understand. That's part of it. But also, it's just I'm not into yeah. certain illustrations. Like the Blackcraft cult shirt that I have with like the big skeleton guy that Alabama gets freaked out over. Oh yeah. I love it. It's like a goofy illustration like that, yeah, yeah. but I love that kind of stuff. And that's the kind that has like the acid takeaway from yeah, the, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's it's lighter weight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> um uh anyways, next we had a tag match. Lacey Evans and Charlotte taking on Becky Lynch and Bailey. We had a, a Becky and then later on Bailey interview at Gorilla. See, this one, did you let me ask you something. I know it's wild card rule. Maybe it helps Lacey Evans. I just feel like there's a lot of talent that, like, in this particular situation, Lacey Evans being there, I think, just was not necessary. Like, keep her, keep that feud on Raw, and you're good. Like, have yeah. some, a different heel come out to, to team up no, with No, I agree. It's, it's this situation where you got the same four or five stories dominating both shows, and it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's the one thing about the wild card rule and, and – and getting rid of the brand split that worries me is that you're gonna have just the same stories dominating all the shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, given that you have, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many segments we have all together, like twenty, including matches and segments. Like you know, having between four and six like overlapping talents, mm-hmm. it's just, it, I don't it's know, it's a man. lot, it's, it's a, a lot, lot. and especially when they dominate every episode. Um, things got a bit chippy between Becky and Bailey just a little bit in this interview. Uh, and Becky's making it plainly obvious that she wants that SmackDown title back. Because so what happened is Bailey says, "Yeah, I got this title, but you know, Bailey two belt sounds pretty good to me." Yeah, I like it, man. I like that they've adjusted. Mm-hmm. They've adjusted with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun match uh, towards the end. Becky puts a disarmor on Charlotte, and then Lacey Evans breaks. Oh, what I loved about this. So the the first two women in the ring, the legal women, were Becky and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. As soon as the bell rang, Becky sprinted over to Lacey Evans and started. Beating the heck out of her. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. No, that was good. That was good. I like that. And early on, it was like there there was this back and forth between everybody involved. Even in the ring, things got a little chippy between uh, Becky and Bailey. And Bailey kind of pushed Becky's side so she could start beating up on uh, on Char a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, finish saw Becky put the disarmor on Charlotte. Lacey Evans breaks up with the woman's right. Um, and then Bailey pins Charlotte with a cradle. Yeah. So two weeks in a row that... Bailey has defeated Charlotte or two shows in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> I was literally just about to ask, who's, uh, who are they fighting at Super Showdown? <laughs> womp, womp. They get the, they don't have to worry about going in events saying, I don't want to be on that show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I am actually kind of curious about that. Like what the headspace is. If they'd rather, if they're like, Morally, they're like, I don't want to do that show anyways. If the Saudi government and WWE came to an arrangement, you know, we we yeah, we are yeah, cool yeah, having yeah, women yeah. perform. Yeah. If the if, if what the like where what the headspace would be for yeah, the women competitors, I'm sure some would be like, oh, I'd love to make history, and some would be like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like morally, I find that objectionable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I wonder okay. what the what the lines would be. Yeah, no, I mean, I imagine in terms of where the line is, it's probably 
not too dissimilar amongst the, the men's locker You're room. You're probably right. Yeah. Where some people are, you know, will look past, you know, some of the, the, the human rights Some people just want a payday. Issues. Some yeah. People, and yeah. accept the, the good payday and, mm-hmm. and, and a trip a trip over there. Yeah. And then some people would, would morally might have might take issue. I don't know. Uh, next, uh, Carmella and R-Truth, they're still running backstage. Uh, Jinder catches up to R-Truth, rolls him up, only gets a two count because R-Truth kicks out. He, he gets rid of Jinder. They keep running. Uh, B-Team lays out R-Truth. Bo goes for the pin, then Curtis Axel pulls him off. They start arguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives R-Truth an opportunity to fend them off. He and Carmella keep running. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the Dolph interview um, where uh, it starts out as an interview, and as I said earlier, he says, you know, Kayla asks him, you know, essentially why. He says, you deserve an honest answer, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell them. Walks out through Gorilla uh, to the stage. Um, and uh, it's, it's it, the content of the promo was good. The framing device I thought was good. It's just whiny, bitter Dolph. Is, it just doesn't connect. Yeah, I, I honestly just couldn't get past Dolph, man. Like, I, I see it, and I'm like, I just don't think that... I don't know. I don't know if maybe he's been taking a lot of acting classes. I just didn't see any difference from any other Dolph promo before. I mean, he tried to did. cry. That's the only difference I saw. Yeah. Instead of just being whiny, he tried yeah. to be emotional. Yeah. But it's like he's been champ before. He actually has been given a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I know. Yeah, couldn't get past it. Uh, I was I was seriously just at the point where like, oh man, we literally <clears throat> talked about this like fairly recently. People at the top of the list that I just don't want to see anymore. Yeah, and it's like I'd, I'd rather I'd totally rather see Brock than mm-hmm. than Dolph. I think Dolph was like it's like Alberto and the Dolph. <laughs> but anyways, uh, his promo culminated in saying that he wants Kofi at Super Showdown. Yeah, and hopefully this, Dolph's gonna get a big payday for that. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this is just a kind of a placeholder stopgap feud. It has to be right until super showdowns out of the way. And then we get back to Kevin. Owens he can get thing. back on his comedy tour. And if he comes to Sacramento, I will come and I will laugh and I will. He probably has some good stories. Probably has some great stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we had a pretty extended triple H and Randy Orton video package detailing, uh, uh a lot of their history together. This was very long because yeah. they have a long history. They do. They've had several matches just at WrestleMania. Mm, and this match is going to be as good or better than WrestleMania. <laughs> what uh, match on the card will be, won't be as good or better than WrestleMania? Anything at WrestleMania? Oh. <laughs> Main event. Undertaker versus Goldberg. Yeah. That's going to be terrible. Like, yeah. I, there's a part of me that really wants to see it just for how bad it is. I know. And I probably will. I'll probably just check it out. I just won't talk about it. I'll probably talk about it just to make fun of it. Yeah, we'll see. When is that, the 7th? Two weeks from Friday? Yeah, but it's not starting till like 11 Pacific, and I'd yeah. rather get started early on the mm-hmm. on WWE versus All Elite because mm-hmm. I think I have to be out of here by 12, by around noon because, bam, it's like graduation day at her school, oh. so I have to like take her out gotcha. by like 1230. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Next. Main event, Elias versus Roman Reigns. Shane comes out, introduces Elias. Um, uh, this is actually a pretty fun match, and the crowd was super into it. Yeah, yeah, they were, and it was. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Roman gets ready to deliver a Superman punch to Elias. Shane grabs his ankle, distracts him. 
and then uh, Elias hits a running knee from behind. Um, and then Roman does hit a Superman punch on Elias. Shane puts Elias' foot on the rope. Mm-hmm. Ref doesn't see Shane interfering. Uh, Reigns hits a drive-by on Shane, um, but just that little bit of a distraction allows Elias to get the upper hand. Um, uh, back in the ring, Elias uh, pulls the turnbuckle cover off while Shane's yelling at the ref. Um, the ref realizes what Elias is doing. He goes over to fix the turnbuckle, gives Shane an opportunity to put the guitar in the ring. Elias picks up the guitar, um, about to hit Roman with it. Roman hits Elias with the spear for the win. Afterwards, Shane gets in the ring, uh, jumps Roman, starts beating him up. He tries to hit Roman with the guitar. Instead, he eats a Superman punch. Roman grabs the guitar, about to hit Shane with it, turns around, eats Claymore from Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Drew stands tall. Um, that should be fun. Apologies to the live crowd. We've had two drops today on the stream. I don't even know that it's YouTube this time. Oh yeah, there it goes again. Oh my goodness. I know it's a big mess. So well, that's they'll, a bummer. they'll have to watch again later. Yes. Yeah. Apologies. Sucks. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, speaking of which, let's answer some questions. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mr. Ollie B 27 new Matt Hardy gimmick. He's quantum leaps between his former gimmicks. He was kind of teasing something like that for a while where he would, uh, on his social media. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brian Jankowski, is it just me or does every match end in a roll up pin these days? A lot of them do on television. At least I don't mind that. As long as it advances the story, I'm fine mm-hmm. with it. Like it keeps, it keeps people strong mm-hmm. you know yeah roll up win is not seen as definitively as a win following finisher or submission right or something. right right armor arcana does vince have the time stone and just relives 2000 through 2010s over and over again maybe <clears throat> oh dear little eris says pat mcafee is 24 7 champ yay or nay Mm-mm. nay hard nay uh dom l day since last riot squad member appearance 31 you haven't seen a riot squad member in a month Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Thomas. Corey yelling at uh, Byron when he said that Truth should have dropped Carmella. <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. And I think I think that might have been the bit. Is that where Corey was uncontrollably laughing at one point? Yeah. Yeah, I saw like that. Like, the, the, Tom, uh, Mike Tom was uh, uh, trying to throw to a different segment, and you just see Corey, like, staring at Saxon, and he's, like, laughing. laughing. Yeah, and, and Byron's trying to mm-hmm. avoid his, his look by, mm-hmm. for fear of laughing, too. Yeah. Uh, Suplex Casey says, it's my 22nd birthmas. Uh, take some bucks, friendos. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Yes. He says birthmas. Birthmas. Uh, thank you, CJ LaChapelle. Uh, Greg Morris, what song do you think Brock had in his head when he was holding the briefcase? Oh, we answered that. You said Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey or Paul Revere? Well, I just saw Brass Monkey, but it's probably... It's probably some, some 80s rap hip-hop stuff. I don't know if Brock is... Yeah, I'm going to say it was probably some uh, Waylon Jennings. Oh, no. He probably listens to New Country, man. He's Toby listen, Keith? Yeah, he doesn't listen to Outlaw Country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God, you're probably right. Yeah. Toby Keith. Kuya Paul. Is Toby Keith even still around? I think he still does music. He had a chain of restaurants for a while. I know that, yeah. Kuya Paul says Fitness 19 is a chain. Got one near me. Oh. I thought there might have been two in the area. I didn't cool. know it was a nationwide chain. Wow. Shows what I know. There you go. Mom and pop shop. Uh, Richard Ely says, great segue, limp inflatable men to for him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we missed that, huh? Uh, 
Um, Jeffrey Nguyen, oh, says Brock would have worked three nights in a row if he had showed up to SmackDown. Dan Boss says if she's not a hugger anymore, why does Bailey's Tron say hugger and she still comes out with the buddies? Uh, they just, she needs to get, she's still working on her graphics. Yeah, that takes time. It's a process. You can have a change of philosophy in a, at a moment's notice, but you can't change your entire presentation <laughs> right. in the same time frame. They should just put like a not hugger. Yeah. Not. No more hugs. No more hugs. No hugs. Uh, let's see here. Galaxy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nathan, if WWE ever had a two-man power trip type team with the women's singles and tag titles, who would you pick the two to be? Who would you pick to be the two women? Say Becky and Alexa. I think they could have a really fun chemistry. Somebody posted like a video of them during the commercial break, mm-hmm. and uh, Alexa like offered up her coffee to Becky and then Becky like stepped back and did this. Oh, that's funny. It was funny. It was a cute that's little pretty moment. funny. I'm going to say Becky and Alexa. That's good. That's good. Uh, Alex C just says here, Brock always struck me as Metallica kind of guy. I don't know. Like I could see superficially maybe, but then like hearing him talk on the Stone Cold podcast about like, not liking people and being on his Here's the thing. Ranch. Like, granted, I've been to South Dakota quite a bit. He grew up in South Dakota. I kind of have a general idea of what's on the radio waves. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I've ever heard Metallica. There's a lot of uh, uh, Christian music stations. Sure. And a lot of country. Yeah. That might not have necessarily been the case in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, scanning through the dial. All the times I've been in South Dakota, I've never once heard Metallica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a safer bet is probably country music. I would think so, yeah. Uh, Nikolai Harari, or Harry, uh, will anything change Vince's mind that he's not the solution to every problem? Or will WWE fans just have to come to grips with the fact that he'll be on our TV screens every time there's a problem with the ratings? Um, I don't think anything will ever convince him that he's not, though. I think, Mm -hmm. Or at least he doesn't have the solution within him. I I think any alteration to, to his... Involvement in WWE is going to come from shareholders or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Alto, Truth goes to random school to hide and seek help from little Jimmy, only to be rolled up and pinned by Nicholas. That'd be cool. Nicholas, two-time title holder. I like that. That's good. That's a good idea. There at the bottom. Uh, Should whomever Brock cashes in on deliver a low blow to Brock as soon as the bell rings to get themselves disqualified and retain the title? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, totally. if if you want, like, yeah, story wise, character wise. Although Kofi's story is, Kofi's story is, is overcoming all the odds. I'm taking this challenge on. Yeah, but if you want to be smart about it, then sure. Yes, totally, totally. <clears throat> uh, Trey Saunders here in chat says, "Book a Raw or SmackDown from either of these cartoon locations: uh, Springfield, Quahog, or South Park." Which do you choose, and what crossover stuff would you book? Remember when Bret Hart was on The Simpsons? Yeah. Oh, Transferring Heat Podcast says he talks about his favorite music, ACDC, Metallica, and Old Country. All right, there you go. Oh, he is a Metallica guy. Alex C. knows all. No, this is Transferring Heat Podcast. That said that. I know, but Alex C. said he comes oh, off yeah. like a Metallica guy. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe he heard Metallica in college in Minnesota. Um, Becca, they didn't play the Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown last night. They didn't. Uh, she asks, is Bray confirmed for Raw? Probably. So let's answer Trey Saunders' question here. Book a Raw or SmackDown from either of these cartoon locations. That'd be Springfield, right? 
Well, I'm not a fan of uh, Family, Family Guy. guy no. or, I mean, South Park's all right at times. Sounds, I, the funny thing is, like, for either show, I, I can take in small bits. Yeah. I just, I've, I've not been able to watch, like, a full episode of South Park, I've, which is funny because, like, when we were in college, it was, like, all the rage. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then Family Guy, same thing. Like, I find some of it funny, but I find a lot of the, the comedy lazy on that show. Um, so it'd be, it'd be the Simpsons. Yeah. I'd want it to be a crossover with the Halloween episodes. I just want Lionel Hutz to be someone's manager. Oh, I miss Lionel Hutz. I miss Phil Hartman. He was mm-hmm. a national treasure. Oh, hell guy. yeah, man. He was brilliant. This says no retainer down. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No. No. No, comma. Retainer, retainer down. down. <laughs> no, retainer down. <laughs> no, retainer down. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. The glorious broken sound wave. <clears throat> Do you think with the recent death of Ashley Massaro, would we see even more of a decline in WWE network subscribers and ratings, even getting worse after what transpired at the WWE troop show? Of course she, there is a horrifying affidavit of hers that, uh, outlined her story of what happened when she was sexually assaulted while on tour with the WWE. Yeah, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrifying. And, we're kind of just sitting back and seeing how much traction because mm-hmm. I know, I know that like people have reached out to some of the sponsors from what I've heard uh, the affidavit itself was, or her deposition, I guess was uh, trending on Reddit pretty hardcore. I, if it'll be something to see if the WWE responds to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know that. I mean, you would have to get a lot more traction and mainstream publicity for example, like another John Oliver segment yeah. for it to make any impact to the degree that it would affect ratings or subscribers on the network or sponsors, but or yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. We're sort of taking a wait and see approach on it though, mm-hmm. but it is, it's absolutely just a horrifying read and it just really makes this man look even worse than we kind of already imagined he is. Uh, Mondo Volgari has a great question and, uh, let's see here. How far along are we? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll make this the last one. How, <clears throat> how should the 24 seven title be handled in the next two K game? Well, I guess if it's actually in the next game, which at this point probably won't be it's probably too far in the development process to include it. So we're talking, uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just have to be a thing where whenever you have a 24-7 title match, it'd probably just be inundated with run-ins. That'd be a lot of fun. Or then, you, I mean, obviously, if you do backstage brawl, that's probably where you really want to do it. Same thing. Just a lot of run-ins. It would be really cool if, like, they would give that, like, a 20 yeah. source, 24-7 custom match where exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. would be happening. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, we got a new member here, uh, Beaterman. Welcome. Uh, and uh, what do we have on 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 tap for over? Oh, I'm today? looking into that right now. Right now. Cool. So we don't know yet. No, it's it's but it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be damn good. Uh, so yeah, here we go. Uh, we're going to go into our bonus episode. Yes. Want to say thanks to everybody. You can uh, check out the bonus episode on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And then, uh, oh, and if you're in Vegas, 
this weekend or click the join button on YouTube. And also this weekend, we're going to be in Las Vegas for StarCast 2 for Double or Nothing. We're going to have, I think it's called the Collector's Corner is the vendor's area. We're going to be there. Uh, uh, We'll have a a bunch of merch. We'll be taking pictures. I'll be putting my arm on people's shoulders. uh, And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, Sunday. Oh, and we can announce this also. Friday, 1 p.m. At the Tuscany uh, Suites and Casinos. On the podcast movement stage. On the podcast movement stage, we will be joining Cultaholic and doing a live straight to hell with, I'm going to call him King Ross. Oh. Yeah, cease and desist coming my way with Ross. That should be a ton of fun. Yeah, that's going to be great. Looking can't, forward to that. Can't wait to do that. And then on Sunday, 11 a.m., the very first time we ever do a live podcast in front of a studio audience correct uh that should be a lot of fun look for, looking forward to seeing all of you there uh hopefully have at least 10 people in the audience for our show we'll see that's what we're aiming for 10 10 at the very least yes so thanks everybody we appreciate it till yes. next time we'll talk to you later goodbye be a part of going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash steven larson starting at one dollar a month you can enjoy going in raw ad free gain access to the daily 30 minute going in raw post show exclusive merchandise and so much more support going in raw today click the link in the description angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.